An entitled Karen tries to excuse her son, who blatantly stole my merchandise off of my display. And when I finally demand to have my merchandise back, this entitled Karen refuses to pay, claiming that he deserves to have it for free anyways. Here's what happened. So I'm 22 years old, and I'm finishing out my last semester of college, and decided to sell some key rings and vinyl stickers I made at my school spring market. I laser cut these keychains and put slogans, royalty-free icons, and some of my own personal designs on them. The keychains are pretty reasonably priced, 5 to $8 depending on the complexity of the design. And usually these things sell like hotcakes at the market. I'm a big Minecraft fan, so I make a lot of creeper keychains, which are pretty popular with a younger demographic. I was at my stall at the market and I was finishing up a few transactions with a customer when a boy, probably age 10 to 13, snags one of my more detailed, larger Minecraft keychains off of my display. I call after him and I tell him that he needs to pay for the keychain. He continues to run away, and so I flag over the market coordinator, John, to report the kid for thievery. Eventually, John finds the kid and tells him he needs to pay for the keychain. The kid, followed by his entitled Karen of a mother, makes their way over to my stall. I tell the entitled Karen that her kid stole the keychain, and either he needs to pay for it or it needs to be returned. The entitled Karen immediately starts going off about how ridiculous and how embarrassing this whole ordeal is. You screamed at my son, but you also sent security after him, embarrassing him in front of the whole market. This entitled Karen then claims that her son is going through therapy because he has onset social anxiety disorder, as well as onset agoraphobia. She proceeds to look down at my shoes and sees that I have creepers on my Crocs and says that I could relate to the love of video games and try and cut her son some slack because that's the honorable thing to do for a child in need. Whatever that means. I told her that I would be happy to give him a discount, but I could not afford to give these away for free as I use the profits to pay for my college tuition. I also told her that I sympathize with her son, but social anxiety is not an excuse to be a thief. Now, apparently, this was the wrong thing to say, because this set this entitled Karen off in a horrible way that caused a massive disruption in the entire venue. She then started screaming at me, shouting that her son was not a thief, and at this point, she was scaring customers away, and people were literally actively walking away from the booths that were near mine to avoid this conflict. I tried to keep a level head, and at this point, her son looked like he wanted to shrivel up and just melt. I felt really bad for the kid. I mean, no wonder he has social anxiety. He has a mom who's willing to make a scene like this over something so small. The kid even tried to give me $8 to just pay for the keychain and get it over with, but the mom took it out of his hand and shoved it in her pocket. Eventually, John came and asked her to step away from the booth as she was disturbing customers. The entitled Karen and her kid ended up leaving, but the kid did pay for his keychain. I even threw in a free sticker to apologize for him having a mother like that. Overall, I ended up selling out of my stock and had an eventful rest of the market. Some onlookers even remarked that I handled the situation pretty well. Needless to say, though, I will probably be switching to online sales for the foreseeable future. That is honestly ridiculous. First and foremost, that kid should not have stolen from that table, and he is seriously lucky that he didn't get arrested. I don't know if anyone out there has been to markets or like convention centers where they have like an artist alleyway, but some of those places that I've been to are really tightly run. Like if you get caught stealing and make it out of the venue, you could get arrested. Like it really is serious. Plus a lot of these artists and the people who make the merchandise really do make a living off of those things that they sell. Like they use that to pay for bills and to buy food and get medicine, like seriously important stuff. So yeah, it was just an $8 keychain, but you know what? That's $8 out of the original poster's pocket. But if you 
really do look at it, the kid's only like, what, 10 to 13 years old. I think any reasonable person would be at least forgiving and say, hey, you can keep it, but you have to pay for it. Otherwise, give it back. This is not a charity and you can't just give it away for free. That's not how this works. So with that in mind, the way the mom was acting is seriously crazy. Like to get up in your face about her son stealing and making a fool of herself and making everybody else around her uncomfortable. All of that is just completely inappropriate. And I think the original poster has it right. No wonder the kid has anxiety, especially if his Karen of a mother is going to act like that when he's the one that messed up and tried to steal something. So honestly, good for the original poster for sticking to their values and for not caving into this weird lady because entitled Karens who act like this really do need to be put in their place, especially if they're going to act crazy and start shouting like a maniac. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for hiding my late mother's earrings from my father after knowing that he would try to pawn them off for some money? So when I was young, my family wasn't rich. Sometimes we were getting by and other times we were borrowing money left and right. My mom had some jewelry that they sometimes pawned off, but they always got it back. All this changed when my father went to work abroad and started making good money. We lived comfortably for about a year and then my mom started having health problems. For the next few years, the majority of what my dad was sending us went into my mom's treatments and unfortunately she did eventually pass away. And even worse, my dad could not come home for the funeral because of his contract. My grandmother took my mom's gold earrings that she wore every day and started wearing them herself to have something to remind herself of her daughter. After a few more years, my dad came back home permanently. He decided to use some of the money he made to buy and renovate the place we were living in. As by that point, we were renting. However, he seriously underestimated the renovation costs and he ended up spending almost everything he had. So financially, we were back where we started. A few months later, my grandmother also passed away. The neighbor who found her told me she took her earrings and put them in a safe place in the house. I checked later on and they were there and so I took them with me. Fast forward to two weeks ago and I was visiting my dad and I was about to leave when I spotted something in his jacket pocket. It was a piece of paper with the word pawn written on it. I took it and I read it. It was a receipt from the pawn shop where the object pawned was described as a woman's gold ring. He started pawning her jewelry again. While I was a bit furious that he did this without telling me, I understood that he needed the money. So to try and keep the peace, I pretended that I never saw the receipt in the first place. I'm now in college by this point and I have free student housing because I'm technically now an orphan. Because of the same reason, the state pays me a certain amount of money monthly as long as I'm in school. It's not much by any stretch of the imagination, but I do get by. A few days ago, my father suddenly asked me if I had any idea what happened to my mom's gold earrings. My grandmother wore a bandana on her head, which is very common for old women of our country that we live in, and it must have covered her ears. And I guess neither me or my grandmother told him that she took the earrings, so he technically doesn't know where they are. Knowing what he did with a ring, I honestly did not want him to pawn the earrings too. So I answered him by saying that I have no idea what came of them. He asked me some more questions, but my answers were the same. Now, I know that he needs the money, but I simply don't know if he'll get them back like last time. So I didn't want to take the risk. As far as he knows, my mom was buried with them. But now, with all things considered, I'm starting to feel bad about taking my mother's earrings and not telling him about it. So am I the jerk for hiding these earrings from my father, all because I didn't want him to pawn them off at a store? Should I have told him about these earrings in the first place? 
case, what should I do? First and foremost, I want to say you are not the jerk in this situation. The fact that you want to hold on to these earrings and keep them as a family heirloom of sort, even if it's just so you can remember your mother by, is in my opinion a really good thing. Like this clearly could go to one of your kids in the future and I really don't think it should be pawned off by your father, even if there is some slight chance that he could get it back. Like that's not okay in my opinion. The original poster went on to say that they're a guy and they don't wear jewelry like that, so they have no intentions of ever wearing it. And you know what? That's okay. That's probably going to be better for you in the long run because wearing them often could make you forget that you have them on and that eventually your dad could see them. So it's honestly a good thing that you don't wear them in my opinion. That way you can keep them in a safe place while also not worrying about having to take them off if you just so happen to be around your dad. So no, you're not the jerk in this situation. You're just trying to preserve a memory of your mother that your father clearly is not taking seriously. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that in the slightest. My coworker who is clearly in a relationship confessed to me that he really likes me even though he knows that I am also in a relationship. And now I seriously don't know what to do. So I started working at this job about a month ago and after meeting some friends here it made work genuinely a lot of fun. A group of two girls and three guys all in our early 20s. I went out with them yesterday and it was great. I even told them some personal things and now I really do love that group. Then afterwards one of the guys called me and confessed he was into me. Now that isn't a bad thing except for the fact that he has a girlfriend and apparently lied to her about what group he went out with. I feel so sorry for the girl and I will pressure him to tell her because she doesn't deserve this stuff and she deserves a better boyfriend. It is also weird because I've had literally like five conversations with this guy in total so I don't understand why he felt the need to confess to me that he likes me and to make matters worse I also have a boyfriend and he knows that. I even told my new friends how much my boyfriend means to me and how he has helped me out of my depression. I just don't understand why he would do this to his girlfriend and put me in that position too. Especially after what I told them about my boyfriend. Like seriously, what do you expect me to say? I'm disappointed and it is a pattern. This is not the first time this has happened. Almost every guy friend I make hits on me after a month or so. I know so many guys that are great and I want to be friends with them. It just seems to happen every single time. Even when I think it won't, it makes me feel like I'll never be a person to a guy. That I'm not a person and I'm just a girl. I'm either something that they physically want to look at, if you know what I mean, or they're just romantically interested in me. Or they find me uninteresting at all. And I honestly hate it. I just want to get to know people and talk to them without other intentions. I stop making one-on-one guy friends because they seem to take it the wrong way when I'm friendly with them. And I don't want to lead someone on or be mean. But I thought making friends in a group would be just a little bit different. So because of this, I lost another friend group. I'm young and I don't know how to handle this correctly. I can't just keep hanging out with this group now. I feel like that won't be right to my partner, but I really want to be friends with the others. I had such a great time, but that means I'll have to be around that guy too and I just don't want to. I told the other girl in the group about this, mostly to warn her in case he is suddenly in love with her too, while also not telling the other guys about this situation. Before this all happened, he invited all of us to do something together next weekend, but after I rejected him, I got uninvited. Is this a sign that I should withdraw from the whole group in general, or is there a way I can keep being friends with everyone else? I don't want to lose this friend group either, even though it is clearly him that is messing up. What should I do? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Asilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow The Reslayer's Take wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts. This is an awful situation because here you are at a new job and you just want to make friends with people so you can make your working experience just a little bit more bearable. And trust me, I totally get that. Especially when you work in customer service, there are some people that you deal with that absolutely just suck. So having some kind of partner in crime or even just a colleague that you're friendly with to help you get through the day really does make a huge difference when you're just trying to get it done. But now you have a guy that's not only going behind his girlfriend's back, but also completely ignoring the fact that you have a boyfriend. Also, he can be like, um, I really like you. Like, that's so inappropriate. It's so messed up. And it really sucks that this came your way. And you can see what his intentions really were. He wanted to get with you, and he clearly wanted to try and cheat on his girlfriend. And when you said no and rejected him, he has officially uninvited you out of their group. And that's not fair in the slightest. So maybe a possible solution in the future is that maybe you could bring your boyfriend with you the next time you hang out with anyone from work. That way, you can very clearly project to everybody around you that yes, you have a boyfriend. Here he is in person. And no, I'm not interested in you. But at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that this guy's going to try and have some kind of role in making it so you're not invited to these events or any of these get-togethers in general. And that's honestly really unfair and super unfortunate. I think it would also be valuable to try and find friends outside of work. That might be a really nice solution to this problem where all of your friends are colleagues that you work with. That way 
way you can have some people outside of the job who can understand where you're coming from who won't also try to hit on you. But to answer your question, I don't think you should withdraw from the group. If he wants to play the game of, oh, you're not invited because you rejected me, well, then you can do the exact same thing. You should absolutely invite people to stuff that you want to do, even if that means that guy's not going to be there. There is absolutely no reason you should withdraw from people that you clearly have some kind of connection with. And just because you rejected this guy does not mean that this guy gets to decide who you can and cannot be friends with. My neighbor is obsessed with me, and despite the fact that he is a girlfriend, he constantly texts me and tries to get in contact with me for us to spend some time together. And at this point, I don't know what to do. So I'm a 30-year-old female, and I know that at my age, I should be better and stronger. But you know what? I'm not. I experience a lot of really sketchy stuff in the past, and we're talking from the young age of just being a late teenager, which has made me perpetually afraid of standing up to people. I'm in therapy for it, and I've made a lot of progress. But this guy surfed right over all my blind spots, and I basically don't know how to get rid of him. I know, it's pathetic. There are probably 18-year-olds who have dealt with this in a more mature and efficient way, but here we are. Anyways, I live in an apartment building in a big city. One day, I arrived home at the same time as my neighbor from our respective jobs. He chatted me up, we rode the elevator together, I got out on my floor, and he on his. It was a short conversation, and it honestly wasn't anything weird. A day later, he sends me a text message, and the weirdest thing is, I had not given him my phone number. In fact, he grabbed it from the neighbor's group chat. He told me I was pretty, and that he liked our conversation, and so on and so on. I told him that if this is his way of asking me out, I was not interested. He somehow managed to convince me that we should just be friends, and I figured that this would eventually just go away, and that would be that. He asked me about innocent stuff, hobbies that I had, or stuff along those lines. We both read a lot of books, and we play games, so we had some pleasant conversations there. Sometimes he would test the waters by giving me a compliment that was focused on my looks, and I always immediately shut that down. He also asked me to meet up with him, which I completely deflected. Fast forward a few months, and I find out by accident he has a girlfriend who is living with him. Another neighbor mentioned her in the neighbor chat, which she isn't a part of. I asked him if she knew about our conversations, and said that they were in an open relationship. He even asked for relationship advice, which I cut off since I wasn't comfortable talking about her behind her back. He also seems to be perpetually online, sending me messages every single day, but after a while, I turned off my online statuses because he would continuously point out that I had read his messages and not replied yet, or when I was last online. I told him multiple times, I only pick up my phone a few times a week, but it hasn't deterred him. Why haven't I blocked him? Well, for one, he's a big tall guy who knows which floor I live on. My second reason is when he got wind that my dad passed away unexpectedly from cancer, he was super nice and supportive. He said all the right things. He asked me how I was doing long after the funeral, and I figured maybe we could actually be friends. Fast forward a few more months, and he's getting pushy again. He wants to meet up. He wants to have phone calls. He makes frequent contact with me, and if he was any kind of friend, I would be okay with that. But if I'm honest with myself, I don't really trust that he was telling the truth about his girlfriend, and this constant nagging is starting to get to me. I want to end whatever this is for good. I notice now that I am instinctively avoiding arriving home at the same time that he does. I don't participate in the neighborhood chat anymore because putting a message in there sends him the bat signal about me being online. I know it's cowardly, but I really don't know how to end this at this point, and I don't know what to do. Honestly, this is a fantastic situation where you really need to be rude to this guy. It sounds like you're being way too nice to him, and he's picking up clues 
shoes that you're not dropping. So maybe just be rude to him. Tell him to get lost and say, no, I'm not interested. You're freaking me out and you're being weird. And then block him and go from there. Like, you do not need to be afraid of this guy just because he's tall and also because he was kind of friendly to you when your father passed away. That is not some kind of unique trait that people have. That's the bare minimum that someone can do to someone who's grieving that they might even know about in the slightest. So cut this guy off. You don't even need to give him any kind of explanation. You could literally just block his number now and be done with it. And if he really does approach you, just say straight up, I'm not interested and I really don't want to be friends. And that's that. He might come back and say that you're rude or condescending or whatever, but guess what? He's not going to bother you anymore now, is he? But hopefully this all works out for you because there's no reason for you to feel like you can't even come home at a certain time without this guy pestering you nonstop. I really feel like I want to break up with my boyfriend, not because of anything that he did specifically, but so I can just focus on my career and my career alone. But he does not like that idea and is demanding that we stay together. And right now, I seriously don't know what to do. So I've been in this relationship for about a year and a half and things are all right. But I think we're starting to look at different futures with each other that just don't align. I also don't know how to explain, but I just don't want to be in a relationship anymore. I'm working on my career and myself and I think he is very clingy. And that's just the last thing I want right now. I was okay with that before I started my career, but it's starting to be distracting for me. Now, I did mention splitting up, but he gets very upset with me because I can't give a good reason since the relationship is mostly good. He says that I can work and grow my career in a relationship and we can figure out our futures together. So he doesn't think that my reasoning is a valid excuse, I guess. He also says his reasoning for not wanting to break up is because we're perfect for each other and he doesn't think he'll find anyone after me. I mean, he thinks that we're meant for each other. I don't agree with that because we're only 20 years old and there's so many people out there still that I could meet. We have tried working things out, but it just goes back to where we started again. The fact that I really think that we should break up. What should I do? First and foremost, at least you know early on that you don't want to have a relationship right now. It would be one thing to try and make this work while also being absolutely miserable and knowing in your heart that, hey, this is not what I want. Because I think it's really cruel and really unkind to string someone along like that and to basically lead them into thinking that you have a future with them. When in reality, you very clearly know that you don't want to be with this person long term. You don't feel like your soulmates and you feel like your futures are definitely going in different directions, which is a really good thing to notice. You're basically saving both of you a lot of time. But when it comes to breaking up, I really don't think there's an easy formula for getting it done. You just have to be willing to be the bad guy, even if it's just for a minute to just break up. I mean, breakups in and of themselves are unilateral. You don't need his consent. He doesn't need to see your reasons as valid and it is not reasonable to expect someone to agree to be dumped. So if you really do want to break up with him, just tell him the truth because it sounds like it's literally not about him. This is not something that he did or something that he may have said or anything like that. You just literally aren't feeling it anymore. And for once, the cliche actually rings true. It's not you, it's me. And then that's that. They might try to come back to you a little bit more to figure out what you can do or if there's any kind of like stipulation or some kind of way where you both can make this work. But you honestly don't have to go against your word and you shouldn't be forced to try and go into this relationship any further if you feel like you're basically wasting your time. So hopefully if you do decide to break up with him, I hope it really does go well because the situation is already really tough as it is and I think things will start to click into place once you do make that decision and decide to move on. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, 
stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.